This is Gemarang Subis Daf Yud Gimel. And we pulled up yesterday in the bottom of Yud Bez and Bez. On the very bottom, we we're in the middle of discussing whether there's this time of a Migu or not. And we said we'll pick it up today and discuss from there. So in order to get into there, we have to go and zoom out a little bit. And we have to take a little bit of a bird's eye view into that which we learned in the second half of yesterday's year. Those who are looking at your screen, you'll see a highlight in front of you, a case in the Mishnah, a two cases in the Gemara, and the Kash from yesterday. And basically in the Mishnah, we have to know this because this is going to be a theme that's going to follow with us. We have a Machlekes, Rav Gamliel and Rav Yeshua. And the Machlekes is, Rav Gamliel says, she is believed, we go with the Taina of Bari, and Rav Yeshua says, she is not believed, we go with the Chazaka. The case of the Mishnah, was the classical Ksubis type of case. One marries a woman, doesn't find Besulim. She says, Mishe She says, Someone was ma'anis me, someone raped me after the Eresin. Rav Gamliel says, She is believed. She's a Bari, she knows. Rav Yeshua says, No. He, the husband, has the chazaka. He has the cash. So he is believed. Case number one. Now the Gemara said a similar case. Someone says, you owe me a hundred bucks. Rav Yehud and Rav Una says, if someone says, I do not know, any idea, he's a Shema. So the guy who asked for the hundred dollars is a Bari. The Bari wins. Rav, Huna, Rav Yehud and Rav Huna hold Chayim. And now, of course, everyone who is thinking, seemingly works out very well. The Rav Yehud and Rav Huna holds like whom? Rav Gamliel in the Mishnah. That the bar is going to work. Rav Nachman and Rav Yechman say no. Potter, why Potter? Because again, Chazaka, you're trying to take money away from me. I have the money in my pocket. I keep it. That is seemingly like Rav Yeshua. So now if you see towards the bottom of the Amid, six lines from the bottom, the Gemara asks, like we just spoke out, Lema Rav Yehuda Rav Huna, that said in the case of money, Li Biyadcha, that one is Chayim, we go with the Taina of Bari, the Taina of the claim of certainty, goes like Rav Gamliel, Damik Rav Gamliel in the Mishnah, that she is believed, because she says with certainty, it was Mishar Estani Nenasti, she says, so and raped me after Irisin, for Rav Nachman, Rav Yechlan, Damik Rav Yeshua, answers the Gemara, this is really where we left off, from the Chor, Rav Nachman, Anad, Amri, I feel like Rav Gamliel. Rav Nachman says, even though I normally go with the Chazaka, but in the Mishnah I could go with Rav Gamliel, that she is believed. Why? If we go with Chazaka and she's not believed, you know why? Adkan, the Kamar Rav Gamliel, awesome, in the Mishnah Rav Gamliel says she's believed, you know why? Eldiika Migu, because she has a Migu. Let's look at Rashi. Rashi Eldiika Migu, Rashi explains, what did she say? She said, Misharistani Nenasti. When she says, Misharistani Nenasti, you know what happens? She is now puzzled to marry a Kayin because someone had relations with her. It's true, it was forceful, it's true, she did not want it. She still asked her to a Kayin. She could have said something better. Migu always means I could have said something better. What could she have said better? She could have said Mukas Eitzani. It would have been the same result that she doesn't have her Basulim. But she could have said it was not via an act of intercourse with another man, not through a Tashmish, but rather it was through another instrument, through a piece of wood. If it was through a piece of wood, then she would be Kasher to a Kayin. So the reason in the Mishnah that Rav Gamliel says she is believed, you know why? Because she has a good old-fashioned quintessential migu. She could have said something better. Whenever you could say something better and you don't, that means you have an amount of believability to that which you said. And that is the reason why Rav Nachman says I can even hold like Rav Gamliel. There's no migu. Another reason why Rav Gamliel says she is believed, you know why? Because she has her chazaka. You know 
why? Because Rav Gamliel says that she had a cheskas besula. She is a singular girl. We assume that she never had relations. So that's another reason why the ball's in her court that she has more of a believability because she has a chazaka that she was a besula. But in this case, there is no chazaka allowing you to collect the money in the case of money biyarcha lahai. Says the Gemara in the last line of your gift, that which we just said is wonderfully logical. It works out beautifully that what was the terrors that we just said? The Ramnachman says he could even hold like Rav Gamliel. Why? Because in the Mishnah there's a believability, because of the reason of Amiko, you could have said something better. But in general, Rav Nachman says you go with the chazaka. You do not go with the taina of Bar. Why? Now we have a stira. Usually we pass like Rav Nachman Bedini in monetary disputes. And over here we know the Mishnah that we go with Rav Gamliel that she's believed. But that in the Gemara's original thought was at odds with each other. If we go with Rav Gamliel that she's believed, that means we're going with a tiny of Bari. So then Rav Nachman, you say that no. When I say money, you owe me a hundred dollars. Rav Nachman said, you're a party. You go with Chazaka. How could that be? Therefore, says the Gemara fits out wonderfully. We're past like Rav Nachman. And we pass like Rav Gamliel, everything is good and dandy. It says the Mishnah continuing on literally the exact same theme that we were just speaking about, this Machlegis of Gamliel and Rav Yeshua, whether she is believed or not, says the Mishnah, A very similar case, a case that they, was, they had, they were together, and they didn't find Dan Besulim. So what happens, the wife says, The wife says what happened was, it was an act of an instrument, it was not an act... That was done with another man, of course, as we just learned a moment ago. Now she's kosher likuna. And the husband says, No, there was someone that had relations with you, and as Rashi points out, which we have to see what that means. He's claiming that at the time that we got married, you already were a pula. So what's his claim in the simple words? He's saying, I don't owe you anything. He's waving out Mekachtai's card. He's saying, You were a pula, not a basula. I don't have to pay you anything. Rav Gamliel, Rav Lazar, she is believed. She is not believed. We assume that there was someone who slept with her unless she has a proof. So again, a very similar machlik is of Gamil Rabbi Yeshua. Whether she is believed. Says the Gemara Tanesayu Bimai. Now we're going to go a bit deeper into the Mishnah. What are the two Tainas? She's saying Mukas Eitz. He is saying Jusas Ish. What exactly are the claims? What is the kala? What is she saying you owe me? And what is he saying I do not? Says the Gemara Says the Gemara says, you know what they're debating about? She says you owe me a good old fashioned 200 of full ksuba. Why? Because it was a mukasates. And whereas he is counter-timing, no. He is counter-claiming, no. I only owe you a mana. What do I owe you a mana? Because when we got married, you were a ba'ula. It was a regular ksuba of a ba'ula. So I owe you a hundred. That's how Rav Yechanan learns. Rav Lazar says, no. 
She's saying, you owe me a hundred. I was a vaula. He's saying, I don't owe you anything. Mekach Tais. Explains the Gemara like we just said. Rav Yechon, I'm Ramasayim, Imana, Savalak, you're a mayor. As we learned a few days ago, Rameer says, whether you know that she is a Mukasis or not, still she gets her full ksuba. So Rav Yechanan is learning that in the Mishnah, when she says, I am a Mukasis, that means I'm kosher, not kosher, I'm full. It's true I don't have Dambas Tulum, but it was nothing to my fault, and therefore I still get a ksuba of 200 within the opinion of Rameer, whether you know or not, you still over 200. For Rav Lazar, no, they're fighting between a hundred and nothing. Why? So like Rabbanan. The Amri Ben Mana. The Rabbanan know that when you say Mukas it's the most you're going to get is a Mana. So therefore she's saying Mana, I get a hundred and he's saying nothing. So what is the fight over here? Is the fight that she says you owe me two hundred and he says I owe you a hundred? Or is the fight that she says you owe me a hundred and he says I owe you nothing? Explains the Gemara a bit deeper. I understand why Rav Lazar says a hundred or nothing does not hold like Rav Yechon. Why not? It's called Muki like Rabbanan. Whenever we have a choice, who do we want to establish a mission like? It's better to go with Rabbanan versus Rameir. So Rav Lazar says, my explanation goes with Rabbanan. It's beautiful. But you, Rav Yechonel, Rav Yechonel, my temple, I'm a Rav Lazar. Why don't you listen to Rav Lazar? Why are you, Rav Yechonel, explaining the mission according to Das Yachid? According to the opinion only of Rameir? Answers the Gemara, you know why? Because of Yechanan holds ostensibly that if someone gets married on the premise of Basula and they're found to be a Baula, you cannot say Mekach Tayis. You can't say I owe you nothing. The end of the day is it means I was a Baula, but you still owe me a hundred. So therefore, Hacha Hukamarmana, Fikamarmana, Mahika bin Tainadida, Tainadida. Meaning, since Rav Yechanan holds that anytime someone says, I, we thought she was a basula and she's a baula, you still get something. So he's forced to say that what is she claiming? Not 100, but 200. Cause she's claiming 100 and he's saying 100. There's no fight in the Mishnah. There's a fight. There's a disagreement. So it must be that if he's saying, I'll give you 100, cause I thought you were a basula, you ended up being a baula, which we know we go that you get 100, must be what was she claiming? She was claiming a full 200. That is the reason why Rav Yechlin is forced to explain that the Mishnah is going with the of Rameyer that says being hikrabah being lokirah you get two hundred. So now the Gemara flips it. It makes sense. There are two cases in the Mishnah. According to Rav Yechanan, what is the reason why we have two different cases? In the Mishnah, again, let's see a little bit of Rashi. Rashi's gonna fill in the missing details over here. Bishlam the Ravalazar, look at Rashi, Damarjusha's ish, ain't look long. Ravalazar says you get nothing. Therefore, there are two cases, it makes a lot of sense. Why? Because Misharistani and Nasti, Vyomer Mukas Eitani. Because one of the cases coming to say, not like Midirami Rachama, says Rashi, he marries Misharistani and Nasti, Tanila Misni Ba. You get nothing. That said previously, he's saying, no way, I don't know you a mana, I owe you zero. That's one chedish. And the other chedish is not like Rambar Chama that said, you get, so it makes sense according to Rav why we're saying two different cases 
case of the Mishnah. But according to Rav Yechlan, what are the two cases teaching us? Explains the Gemara. Now the Gemara explains, Kamaisam. The first Mishnah comes to tell you Yeshua comes to tell you the Chiddush of Rav Yeshua. That's the previous Mishnah that we started off with today. Meaning now we're going a full circle. We start off today explaining the Chiddush of our Mishnah that she has believability. Why? Because she has a Migu in the previous Mishnah. She said Merishan in Anasti. But she could have said Mukas 8. So now there's a massive Chiddush brewing in that Mishnah we didn't mention. It's Rav Yeshua says she's not believed. Even no, she has a migu. And Batsraisa, the second Mishnah teaches a Khadija Dikhadra of Gamliel, she still has a believability, and that is the reason why we need two different Mishnayas. And now the Mishnah continues towards the bottom of Yagilamad Aleph with another Mahlaikis of Gamliel Ravel Shua. You see someone quote unquote midaberes talking with another person. The Gemara doesn't explain exactly what that means. And they ask this woman, What is the nature of that man you are talking to? And she responds, There's plenty of a kayanu, it's so and so, and he's a kayan. Machlaikis, like we've seen till now. Rav Gamliel, Rav Lazar, Amen. Amenes, if you show Rav Gamliel, she's not believed. We assume that she had relations to whom? Nisin Olamamzer, someone who is not kosher to be in Klai Yisrael, until she brings a proof that indeed her Bia was with someone that was kosher. Case number one of the Mishnah, that she was quote unquote talking with a man. Case number two, Haisamu Baris, a woman is sitting there pregnant. We had this yesterday, two days ago, Vamra Law. We ask her, what's the status of the fetus that you're carrying? And she says, May explain if a kind of a similar response. So two different cases in which we see a woman either have had for sure had relations and that she's pregnant, or we are assuming that she had relations and we're trying to figure out what is the nature of that relationship. She is claiming everything was fine. It's true, maybe they weren't married, but at least the man was a kosher. And the question is, does she have a believability, says Rav Gamliel Rav Yelazar, or says Rav Yeshua, no, we do not believe her. Says the Gemara, first of all, my Medaberes, what do the Mishnah mean, Medaberes? Machlaikis. Ziriyamar Nistra Vasiyamar Nivola. Machlaikis, what exactly do we see her doing with this man? Ziri said, we see her in seclusion, with the man. And Ravasi says, we see them actually having relations. Explains the Gemara. I understand the word midabaris. They were just talking. They were secluded together. El Ravasi, my midabaris. Lishna ma'alya says, Gemara, it's a beautiful asha, and we, we, we talk nicely. As we tell our children, the Pasik says that they ate, she eats and she wipes away her mouth, and she says, I didn't do any wrong. And this Pasik is referring to a woman who has illicit relations, and she wipes away her mouth, referring to her, her mouth, on the bottom. But we see that the Lishna Ma'ali always want to talk beautifully, so the Gemara says, Mishnah says, Midaberes, even though there was real an act of Zunos. Says the Gemara further, Bishlamalaziri on the last narrow line, I know Diktani Tarti. I understand that there were two cases according to Ziri who holds that the Mishnah is referring to a case of seclusion. Mitaberes, Umeuberes. 
two different cases, which is one case is seclusion, and one case is she's actually pregnant. El Ravasi, that we see her having relations. Tarti Lamali, what's the chedish? She had relations, and then she's pregnant. It's the same case. Explains the Gemara in the first white line, One case is about her, the ratio is about what's her status. She says, I can marry a kain, and the same is talking about the child's status. She's claiming that the child could marry a kain. Explains the Gemara further. According to the one that explains that the one Rav Gamliel that says that she's kosher, she's believed that it filters down that the child's believed as well. According to the that says she's kosher, but her daughter, her son is not kosher. Michael and Meimar explains the Gemara. You hold that you see them actually having relations. Holds like that man. Says the Gemara three lines to the bottom. That says that they saw them having seclusion. According to Ziri, what was visualized, what was seen, man and woman going into seclusion. She is not believed. Ask the Gemara. Rav said that we give Malkos when we see someone in seclusion, but we don't say that they're Asr. Are we going to say that the Rav is going not like Rav Yeshua? So Yeshua says in the Mishnah, she is not believed, meaning that she is Aser. Rav said that seclusion itself cannot make her Aser. And Rav Yeshua seemingly says seclusion could make her Aser. So Rav's statement seemingly does not fit with Rav Yeshua and our Mishnah. Explains the Gemara on the last line of you. Gimel HaMad Aleph, Afilotema Rav Yeshua. Rav can even fit with Ravi Yeshua, Malu Asabi Yochsin. It's a special Chumar in our Mishnah. It's true we don't generally make someone Asr via an act of Yichud and seclusion. In our Mishnah, we're being more Machner, a special Maila, a special stringency for Yichsin, for genealogical matters with regard to Kaihanim, we're a bit more Machner. Says the Gemara, let's ask now the other way on Ravasi. Mesa asked the Gemara, Rosh Nechlesum we see someone that enters into a private place into seclusion with a man. Or you see them going into a desolate rune. And afterwards you ask her, Who is this man? And she responds, He's a Kayin, or the, the son of my father's brother. The exact same Achlaikis. She's believed that he's a Kasher. Rishua says, No way. Explains the Gemara. According to Ziri, that says the word Mita Baris in our Mishnah means Nister, they were secluded. I understand why we had our Mishnah, why we have this Brisa. Excuse me, that why this Brisa, we have two places, Lisaiser or Lechorba. Two different types, two different levels of seclusion. According to Ravasi, then you see an actual act of, of Tashmish. What does it, why do we need two different cases and saying the exact same thing? Explains the Gemara seven lines down. You give them a base. Chada. Katani, it's true, it's really only one case. Gotta get rid of the word. I, Lisaiser, Dechorba. It means seclusion into the runes. But ask the Gemara of all Lisaiser, I, Lechorba, Katani. What happened to the word I? It's there in the Raisa. Explains the Gemara. Chada, Lechorba, Demasa, Vachad, Lechorba, Debra. Two different types of runes. One is a rune, Debra, on the field. That's the first case in the Raisa. The second case is a rune in the Chorva. 
One, excuse me, one is in the Masa, in the city, and one is in the Dibra, in the field. Utrichan is a Chiddush into each. The Ashmin and Chorvet, the Masa, Rune in the city. I would have thought, Baha, Kamasha, Rav Gamliel, that's when Rav Gamliel says that she is believed in Kasher, Misham, the Rav Kishayir, and Metzlah. Because if you're in the city, everyone's Kasher over there. Avalachor, but the Dibra, in the field, the Rav Sulem, Metzlah, that most people that are there are going to be Basel, Ema, Mighty Lay, the Rav Yeshua, and Mr. Rav Yeshua. Vyeshman and Bahi, if you only saw the case of the field, I would have thought, but you come, Rav Yeshua. That's when Yeshua says she is not believed because most are not kosher in the field. Therefore, we need both cases in the Mishnah. So, so far, we've had a clash on Zairi on seclusion. We answered it. A clash on Rav Asi on Tashrish and we answered it. And the Gemara continues about 12 lines down. You give him a base. First one line is Sricha, Mesve, another Kasha on Rav Asi. Zu Sheisha Law says the Braisa, this is the witnesses, this is the testimony that a woman herself could give. Rabbi Shomer, Yeshua says she's not believed. So says the Gemara. Omar Lahem Rav Yeshua. Iatem Maidim. Rav Yeshua says, Do you not agree? A woman that was captured. And we have witnesses. There are Edim saying she was captured. And yet, after all of that, she says, I am Tar. Do you really think that she's not believed? And she and she's not going to marry a Kain? Amrulai, they responded, Avil, yeah, I actually believe that. Says Mara, one second. What is the difference between these two cases? Why, when the woman just has regular yichod, she is believed, but when the woman is a captive, she's not believed. What's the difference? The both are just case of yichod. Why in one is she yes believed and one not? Answers the Gemara, You know why? Because when in the case of when the woman went to captivity, there were eight, there were eight, eight them that what? That she was Mizana. In the other case, when she was just secluded, there were no Adim. Hammer Lahans, Rabbi Yeshua responds, Avluzu Yeshadim. What do you mean? In our Mishnah, there was also a case of Adim. Try a case of now. Her stomach's between her teeth, meaning we know for sure she had relations, she's pregnant. Hamrulai, they replied, No. That's why. Because she was captured by Gayim, and we assume that most Gayim are Prutzim Barayis. Amr Lahem, you responded, No way. In Abachar's Tarayis, there's no Abachar's Tarayis. So that's the Brisa. And now we have to go and we're going to dissect this Brisa piece by piece and understand exactly what was the conversation here between Rabbi Gamliel and Rabbi Lazar, which will eventually shed light into exactly what the Machlaikas is. Says the Gemara, what are the case? What are we talking about in this brayso? We're discussing Edus Isha, a woman's testimony about Begufa, about her status, about herself. The brayso only honed in on her. What about on the kid? Everyone agrees the Vlad is a Shtuki. Shtuki for the wording of be shatok, to be quiet. Everyone agrees the kid does not know where her father is, and the kid's not going to be kosher. Ask the Gemara, What exactly happened in the rice? So what was the conversation between Rav Gamliel and Rav Yeshua? Hachi Gamrle explains the Gemara. This is what happened. He said as follows, you answered with regard to Mi'uberes, the case where she is pregnant. What about the case where they just were found to be speaking? And Amr Lahem Midaberes, Hainu Shvuya, that is the case of captivity. Amr why? How can you bring me up proof in the case of Shvuya? There everyone's got him in the regular case of Midaberes. 
Medaberis in our Mishnah. Not everyone in the whole world is, is Goyim. Amalam Hanami. No. Kiman de Istitar. You're right, there might not be right Goyim, but once you go into a situation of seclusion, then there's no Apatrapas, there's no one that could say, there's no guarantee against forbidden relationships, such an important rule, the Gemara is saying that if there's going to be Yichud, you can't talk anymore. What do you mean? They're Jews! Doesn't make a difference. If you're going to be in a situation of temptation, we assume, unfortunately, that there's going to end up being a sin. Now we go back after explaining this brisa length. We tie it all together, asking Akash and Ravasi. Katani Mios, what do we see? Tarti. We see two different cases. Medaberes umeuberes. A case where they were talking and a case where they are pregnant. Tiyofta de Ravasi. Tiyofta. And therefore that is Akasha on Ravasi. Again, Ziri said seclusion. Ravasi said Tashmish. From the brisa that we see that these two distinct cases, Medaberes and Meuberes, clearly Medaberes. Does not mean that the actual were Mazan, like Ravasi said, says the Gemara, you are correct, Tiyoftar is indeed a Kashan Ravasi, and the Gemara is concluding like Ziri that the word Midaberis means seclusion. But now we didn't finish a little more on this price of a day week lay, Tawasam Rai Pesulam but I asked the Gemara one second, maybe the reason is that in the case of captivity, everyone is possible, Vacha Rai Kishirim but over here, when we see the woman Midaberis, why don't we say that Roiv of the people in the world are Jewish, or Roiv of the people around her, I should say, are Jewish, therefore she should have the status that she's kosher likauna. Explains the Gemara, Mesayilei l'Rishua ben Levi, this Araya. Ta'amar of Yeshua ben Levi, the Devriya Machshar, Machshar Afilu b'Roiv Sulun, Devriya Paisal, Paisal Afilu b'Roiv Kshirim. That in the case that we're saying she's possible, it's even Roiv Kshirim, even though most people around her would continue her permissibility to Kahuna, still we're saying she is forbidden. Where does Rav Lazar say that she is believed but not with regard to her child? So full circle like we start off today's year. She has a chazaka. We assume that she's a kshira. Her daughter has no chazaka at all. What do we say? It's only reflecting the ages of a woman onto herself. My love. Stuki apostle. We think the word Stuki means Stradok, be quiet. You don't know your father are, so you are apostle, this child. Answer my loy Stuki Vakasher. Swat me, go Stuki Vakasher. Does such a thing exist? In Kiddishmuel, Damar Shmuel, Asara, Kahanim, Aimdim, Abish, Echamem, Ubal. Ten Kayanim are standing there, and one of them went into seclusion with a woman and had relations. Havalad Stuki. The child that comes out is a Stuki. We do not know who his father is, my Stuki. He doesn't know who his father is. Of course he doesn't inherit. His father. We do not allow the child to have a din of a kind of slave. Isa Lazara, Achrov, Briskunas, Eilam. Me, Shezara, Miyuchas, Achrov. It's only a kid that knows who is Yichazin, knows who his father is. Yatzeshin, Zara, Miyuchas, Achrov. Oh, but this one does not know where his father is. So even though we know he gave him a kind, a massive Chiddish. <coughs> but even though he's going to be Kasher Likuna, still, where Mishtakin Oisemi Din Kunuk, he does not know who his father is, and he does not fit into him. He says, Zaroy Miuchas Acharov. And Rashi, to take it to last, Rashi points out, he won't be able to do that. Avoida, he won't be able to eat. Truma, and we'll pick up from here in the next year. Bisiata Dishmaya.